0: Hey folks, welcome to an all new episode of Glenn is Talking, man from New York. So there was a a really inspirational story I saw in the news recently. A gentleman became the oldest person to hike the Appalachian Trail, was it Appalachian? Always... Worry about the pronunciation. I know people are very sensitive, and I don't want to get hit with a bow and arrow or something. But this gentleman is in the record books. He's eighty-three years old. His name is M J Eberhard. Goes by the name Nimblewill Nomad. And he did the whole thing over two thousand miles from Georgia to Maine, and really amazing, really inspirational. Now, my idea of hiking is walking from Central Park. East to Central Park West, and during that time period, stopping to sit on a bench and perhaps get like a water and like a dry pretzel from like an overpriced, you know, vendor cart. That's my idea of hiking. And speaking sort of this contrast between like city and the country and rural areas, whatever. New York Post had an interesting story about people who had fled the city. Right at the beginning of the pandemic. And you remember all the stories. People were afraid. People were buying houses sight unseen. People were moving to far out places. Because they wanted to get away from the city. And from the population density and all the people. People thought that we were about to have a a zombie apocalypse perhaps. Or like the walking dead. So people wanted to be somewhere safe. And uh, away from people. So a lot of people moved. uh, To out in the boondocks. So, the New York Post had this article about people who made these moves and did not quite, wasn't quite what they expected. People, there was like one couple, they bought like a farmhouse. And now they had to worry about doing their own repairs and like trying to grow things. And things weren't quite going like they wanted them to. And then there was like another couple, same thing. So, people had like this fantasy life where it would be like to live in a rural area and you realize, hey, you don't have the conveniences anymore. You can't just run down to the corner deli or bodega and grab a, you know, a candy bar or a pack of cigarettes or a Red Bull or whatever you do. It's a completely different way of sort of living and thinking. And, and look, I'm a city kid, right? New York. I'm born and bred to my blood. And and when you're, especially when you're younger, you're like, New York is it. This is you know the city, the energy, the people. You 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 you're in it, you crave it. But then you get a certain age, and you're like, hmm. And when I was younger, I used to kind of be I was bewildered when I would meet people who either grew up in New York, or people who spent their formative years here in New York City, and people who had people who had really good lives, exciting careers, and or they were artists, and they were now living outside of New York. Uh, so a lot of these people were living in, like upstate New York. They were living in the, or the Hudson Valley. They live in these places, where just like one diner and it's, like maybe there something akin to a general store. And I didn't understand it. I was like, Wow! Like, How do you go from like New York to that? But then you get a certain age and like, hmm, I understand. I get it. And in fact, one of my f- uh, shows that I really enjoy is called Life Below Zero. It's a National Geographic show. Uh, I think you can watch it on Hulu and Disney Plus also. So it's about no group of people who live in Alaska. They're, like, out in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness. And they have to, like, hunt for their food. And they're building cabins and stuff. And it's really cool. And this part of me like, could I do that? Like, I kind of like that fantasy of, like, sort of roughing it out there in, in the wild. And But then I'm, like... I would probably last maybe less than forty-five minutes in a place like Alaska. As soon as I, as soon as I saw my first moose, I'd be gone. I'm like I'm, you know, I, I gotta get out of here. As soon as you tell me I gotta go out and chop some wood for the fire, but like I to do before a bear comes and eats me. I'm done. Get me out of there. It's like, it's, seriously. But I, but I, but I, as like I know that I understand why people sort of are attracted uh, to that kind of. A uh, lifestyle. And and you, and you see it if it's not going to Alaska or going somewhere in the wilderness, you see it with people like Van Life and you see it with uh people with tiny houses. I mentioned that in previous episodes. So sort of a thing. But I was just but I found it really entertaining this article in your post. And because I don't I don't see people don't think realize how much work it is. Like here in the city there's the conveniences—that's what really makes it, right? You go outside and there's your corner store, there's your cleaners, there's your, if you you don't have to wash and dry, there's a laundromat. You can, you can get on the phone or get on your ever app you use, and, you, and there's dozens and dozens of restaurants that will deliver food to you. I don't think Uber Eats delivers in the the wilderness of Alaska or out somewhere in the boondocks. In fact, one of these stories, lady, she was like, she don't even have a. She doesn't even get mail delivered. That's how far out she lives. Imagine living so far out, the post office is like we don't even know you. We like who, like who are you? Like what, 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 what is this place you speak of? Like imagine living that far out, where the post office doesn't even know you exist. You gotta go to the post office, a little post office, and pick up your mail and talk to a nice lady named Sue, and she maybe she baked a pie for you or something. Maybe you know. But imagine that. And, and I've seen videos on YouTube of, like, people who, like, bought, like, land, like, places like West Texas. And they're, like, completely off the grid. Like, they're, like, building, like, they're, they're like, building their own water supply. Like, we we're collecting rain and growing their own food. There's one of this like, young woman who, like, lived, like, in a ghost town. Like, it was, like, a little ghost town. She was, like, the only person She like, bought it, and she's just by herself. And, like, her her gun, because, hey, if you're going to be in the middle of Texas in a ghost town, you better have a gun or, you know, Scooby-Doo or somebody with you. But, yeah. The, but I'm saying city living, as attractive as it is, it's, like, has its, 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 its drawbacks. In rural living, it's like, oh, yeah, it has... I can see the appeal of it, but that has its drawbacks too, which is why I understand people who live outside the city but still near the city. So people who who live like maybe they're like 45 minutes or an hour away by commuter train, maybe live in a little picturesque town. And where kind of places where they make, you know, Christmas movies where the, the Christmas farm is about to be shut down by the evil developer unless your love of your life helps you or something like that. I understand people who live in places like that where, but they're still close to the city. Meaning, if they need to get their their fix of city living, they can just hop on the train and be in Grand Central Station in about an hour or so. And walk around and smell all the wonderful scents and see all the delightful sights of Manhattan and the outer boroughs if they want to. And then when they're done, hop right back on the train and go back home to the little village where the mayor is also like the, the the cook at the diner or something. Who knows, right? Whatever. But I understand that. I think that's like the perfect thing with people where you can, you get a little bit of both. You're you're close to the city. you you know, and you you can go there almost anytime you want. But you've got this little quiet life, and maybe you've you been neighbors that you talk to. Cause in New York, it's very easy to have neighbors for years that you don't even. I mean, you may say hi, but it's very you have neighbors that you never speak to, you, and you and you may be in the proximity to them, cl- closer to ne- anyone that you've ever been related to. As far as like you see them on a daily basis, on, but you don't know you nothing know about them. You can say, "Hey, that's Joe," and I don't know what Joe does, but I see him when he takes the garbage out, or well, I see him at the supermarket, you know, buying instant oatmeal. But that's it. It's very easy. Uh, To do that, because it's kind of like everyone kind of lives in their own private universe in the city, even though there's so many people and they're like kind of on top of each other. Now, of course, there are drawbacks to small town living. There's gossip and people getting all paid in place, and you know, there's a reason why soap operas is always set in small towns, right? Because they know some, they know, they know. There's lots of drama, right? A lot of nosy people. People close proximity, so there's always, you know, but it's, but there's an appeal to sort of this distance from, you know, this, from, from this city. But is it enough for me? Would I, would I like, live in a farmhouse? No, I don't think so. Well, it'd have to be one of those, like, bougie farmhouses that have been renovated. Like, I'm not trying to raise any chickens or anything like that hope no one is offended in the chicken raising community. But you know, not my thing. Farm. And like I say, the closest I get to a farm is when they, I go to a farmer's market. And you, you, and you get like some, some fresh apple cider or something. So, I don't know about you. It doesn't matter if you're living in the city or living for the city. Or you're living out in the country somewhere. You know, one, you know, one horse town. That old saying. Hopefully, wherever you are, you are happy. And if you're not, you're going to get somewhere that's going to make you happy. So on that note, thank you for listening. Glenn is talking, man from New York. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Glenn Price, man. Glenn with two ends. Price, man with two ends. Email is podcast at com. That's, you know the deal. Man with two ends, Glenn with two ends. And Venmo, if you would like to... Uh, give this podcast host a, sort of a little gift so you can buy a cup of coffee and perhaps a donut, or perhaps a cup of coffee and two donuts. Uh, and then you can find me on Venmo with the handle at manglen, and you know the deal again already. It's man with two ends and glen with two ends. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourself.